and welcome back to the Across the Pod podcast. We are here for week week seven preview. Uh, apologies for our, we didn't get a week six of you out. Uh, there were different reasons why we couldn't get that podcast out, but we are here for a week seven preview regardless. Uh, before we do carry on, uh, in terms of last week, we had Sam Walls on. It wasn't our best week for predictions. Um, I got eight right and he only got two predictions right so in the end our leaderboard still stands with Paul Hope number one with 12 correct predictions from week four number two is Jonathan Dix from week five he stands second with 11 correct winners and then myself from week five is in third place with 10 but our guest for this week is hoping to break that ranking I've got with me a member of the Beardy Sports podcast you can see him doing basketball stuff NFL stuff the lot I'm here with Trev Scott. How are you, Trev? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk about week seven. Um, not a lot of great games this week, but I'm, I'm sure they'll be competitive. I'm sure we'll get some good action. So let's get right into it. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. And definitely, beauty of the NFL is that, you know, even crap games can be good. So, um, right. Also, you've come from, you're here speaking to me from Tampa Bay, um, fairly close to me. I'm in Jacksonville at the moment um, on my travels around America. Um, Obviously, you are from Tampa Bay. Does that mean you're a Buccaneers fan, or is there another team that you that you root for in the NFL? Um, I am a Bucks fan. I've been a Bucks fan ever since I was young. I grew up uh, about an hour away from Tampa, so this was always the the place I went to when I wanted to see a Bucks game. I've been a sports fan, a football fan, my whole life. I've been through the Jeff Garcias, the Josh Freemans, the Luke McCown. So it was nice to to finally get a Tom Brady and. To bring that Super Bowl over, the first one I've seen in in my lifetime. The first Bucks Super Bowl happened when I was four, mm. so don't have a great memory of that. But it was, yeah, whole life. I will say my favorite player in the league is Lamar, though Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. But but yeah, I'm a Bucks fan. And in terms of Bucks players, whether it's players playing now for the Bucks, whether it's you know, players playing ten years ago, for example, is there like a particular player that stands out for you in terms of? Maybe favorite player ever to wear a Bucks jersey? A uh, long time ago, uh, this was probably back in the late 2000s. They had a running back, Carnell. They called him Cadillac Williams. He was exciting to watch. They also had a receiver that played on that team, Joey Galloway. You probably heard of him, but uh, but yeah, that was in it. That was a fun. That was a talented team. They were never, you know, great, but they had some good talent on there. As far as right now. Big fan of Mike Evans. I like what he does. Um, I'd say he's probably my favorite player on the team. Fantastic, fantastic. So let's get into it. Uh, we've got a few games we want to sort of focus in detail, but we are going to run through a few games just straight off the bat with them, um, you know, winners and losers. So we are recording this podcast on a Thursday morning. Um, so by the time this podcast comes out, it probably will be over between the Saints and the Cardinals. But I'm going to give it to the Saints. Um, I don't know whether I know Hopkins is back. They've lost Marquise Brown for a month, so I don't know whether Hopkins will straight away sort of perform. I know he's been out for the whole season, so and I think I think the Saints will take it. I think there's doubts over Kamara and doubts over other players, but I think it seems like from what I've read, he's going to be playing. So I think for that reason, he may well steal the show uh, more than Andy Dalton, let's say. So I'm going to give the game to the Saints. Um, how about you, Trev? Um, who's going to win this game tonight, uh, Saints or Cardinals? Um, I can't go with the division rival, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it to the Cardinals. Um, I'm not a big fan of Andy Dalton. And uh, I like how you brought up DeAndre Hopkins. I, I drafted him in one of my fantasy leagues, mm-hmm. and he's been sitting in that IR spot for a long time now. But 
it'll be good to move him to the bench. And hopefully, you know, he comes back strong and plays well. Yeah, well, hopefully it should be a good game. Um, and we'll find out. Um, so our next game, quick prediction. Browns 2-4, um, Ravens 3-3. Three three. Um, I'm going to pick the Browns. Uh, how about yourself? Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. Although we've seen the Ravens slide a little bit the past three weeks, um, the Browns really played awful last week. And I, I think this will be a bounce-back game for the Ravens and Lamar. So I'm going to take the Ravens. Okay, next up, of course, is your team. The Buccaneers, the 3-3, three three, which no one thought would happen start of the year. Take on the 1-5 Carolina Panthers. Um, I think you've got to give it to the Buccaneers. Um, I think, there's, I think yeah, it's going to be... I'm going to give it to the Buccaneers. I think they're just um, too strong for the Panthers, despite their, their slow start. Um, and yourself? Right, I'm actually going to go with the Bucks as well. And I don't know if you've heard this yet, but the Panthers are actually starting PJ Walker this week. So, uh... You know, his kind of lack of being able to throw the ball over the past couple of years should give the, the Bucks a very easy one this week, at least I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What, what's your views been on the start of the year? Because, you know, I had the Buccaneers down in our predictions episode as making a Super Bowl. I hadn't had them winning at all. I thought, was, you know, Tom Brady might be having a sort of last dance sort of season. Mm-hmm. So far, it hasn't gone that way. I and mean, we saw the Buccaneers, yeah, they won it, have a point in the season. I think when Antonio Brown came in, where they lost a few games and ends up getting a good run together and doing it. So would you say for that reason, having Tom Brady uh, still means you've got confidence or was there any panic in yourself, the fact you started three and three? Uh, well, the team definitely looks different than I thought it would. You know, um, the Super Bowl year and then last year, I think, you know, the offense was still our strong point. We had, you know, problems being healthy, whether it was the receivers, whether it was in a secondary losing starting corner, stuff like that. But, you know, when the defense came back healthy this year, I was expecting, you know, a lot from the Bucks team. So, I mean, 3-3 three and three is definitely a little disappointing, but, it, it, I mean, it looks like we're going to be able to walk away this, with this division pretty easily. And, um, you know, the NFC, there's not a lot of, like, really big powerhouse strong teams. You know, we got the Eagles, but then after that, it kind of seems like everybody else is, like, a step under. So, uh as far as the NFC, you know, as long as you give me Tom Brady in a playoff game, I'll take my chances. Couldn't agree more. Um, speaking of your division, uh, a team that's also 3-3 three three is the Falcons. They play fellow 3-3 three three team, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think, you know, even though you know, Mario's got NFC Offensive Player of the Week, um, I still think the Bengals, you know, are too strong. I think the 0-2 start was sort of, you know, they're trying to find their feet with a new offensive line. I think now, even though they lost to the Ravens. They've won three of the last four games. And I think Joe Burrow is um, getting back somewhat to his form last year. So I'm taking the Bengals, even though I like the Falcons. And I'm sort of rooting for Mariota because I know we got a lot of people were sort of writing him off. So, but I think the Bengals at home as well. Um, I mean, I've been to that stadium recently. Atmosphere is loud. And I think they're going to maybe send the Falcons uh, back down to earth. Um, how about you, Trev? Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals as well, uh, especially being at home. But yeah, just like you said, the Falcons have, they've caught a lot of people by surprise. They've been, you know, very competitive in their first six games. They've lost some very close games to some good teams. I mean, this team could, you know, the, at one side of the coin, they could very easily be one and five. But the other side of the coin, they could really easily be five and one, four and two if a couple of things would have went their way. But I don't think it's going to be enough to keep up with this Bengals team who's had two weeks in a row where they've looked pretty good. So I'm taking the Bengals. Okay, next up 
is the Detroit Lions who travel to the Cowboys. The Lions were one and four. The Cowboys are four and two. Um, I think, you know, I love the Lions. I had them as my surprise team for the year. They haven't quite been maybe what everyone thought from hard knocks. But And Dallas, of course, you know, Dak Prescott might be playing. Um, and I think even if they had Cooper Rush playing, they'd win this game. I'm giving it to the Cowboys. Um, and do you give the Lions any chance, Trev, or are you also backing the Cowboys? Um, we actually talked on our uh, our football podcast a while in the offseason about the Lions, like you said, kind of being a surprise team. Um, with some of the injuries they've faced and just, uh, you know, they really need a healthy, consistent DeAndre Swift for that offense to move up and down the field, and they just they haven't had that. So, um, you know, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the Lions are going in and playing, you know, maybe a, a backup quarterback in Dallas, you know, we saw how the backup situation worked last year or two years ago when Dak got hurt. I definitely would have taken the Lions, but I think this Cowboys defense is good enough to get the job done. But I wouldn't be too surprised if the Lions, if we saw the Lions win. Yeah, and I think that it's interesting the whole Dak Prescott thing because Cooper Rush has looked fairly good. And the, the, one of the games they did lose was with Dak. And I've always said he's the most overrated quarterback in the league. And I do think that I do question whether they'd win the big game with him. But I think in this game, I think he'll be the man to get him the win. And I think the Lions, unfortunately, will go one and five. Um, the next game is our first game we want to focus on a bit in depth. A game I'll be going to um, as the New York Giants travel to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I mean, when I booked this ticket back in May, um, amongst all the other games I'm going to, I thought this might be the worst game on paper. I thought the Giants and Jags would both be terrible. But the Jags started the year pretty good, but they've obviously maybe gone back down to earth in recent weeks. But the Giants still stay strong, 5-1. and one. I mean, did you ever think the Giants would be 5-1? and one? No, not at all. Um, I think I might have had them winning, you know, six seven maybe eight games all year and you know we look at them now five and one with an incredibly easy schedule coming up their defense has played you know better than i've expected saquon's looking the best he's looked in three four years and just the you know the offense is doing just enough daniel jones isn't he's not forcing too much he's not turning the ball over too much like he has in previous years and you know it's it's translating to wins but uh yeah on the other side of the ball like you said the jags were they started off hot, a little better than everyone thought they would the first few weeks of the season, but haven't played as well in, in recent weeks. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Daniel Jones. Look at the stats now. He's still 24th in the league for passing yards and in terms of touchdowns as well, looking at the stats here, um, no, he's still way off the other callbacks. Actually, he's tied with Cooper Rush, actually, for touchdowns. They've both got five uh, tied at um, 24th in the league. So, in terms of the passing game, I don't think they've been quite there. But Saquon Barkley, you mentioned him then. He's really back to the guy we saw in his first two years, especially his rookie year. Second in the league for rushing yards. Only Nick Chubb's got more rushing yards. And then, um, in terms of rushing touchdowns, he's tied for sixth. But only uh, Derrick Henry, Taysom Hill... Jalen Hurts, Jamal Williams, and Nick Chubb have more rushing touchdowns than, than Barkley. Um, looking at the stats and the rushing total yards per game on the defensive side of things, looking at the Giants, they're sort of middle of the road, 339.3 yards per game they're giving up. Um, and looking at the Jaguars, they're sort of not far from 333.8. And offensively, again, total yards per game, 
The Giants are fairly near the bottom, actually. They're only um, seven teams below them in terms of um, offensive yards per game. And the Jaguars, on the flip side, are in the, looks like here, the top 10. So I think offensively, I think, I think the Jags, actually, I think overall, probably have more balance, I think, in terms of you can, if you combine passing and rushing. But obviously, I think Saquon Barkley will be different. I think once again, I think I'm excited to see if he can perform around there and I'm hoping he can put on a show. I'm already seeing Derek Henry put on a show live this season. I'm hoping that I can see Barkley put on a good show um, and I think that will be the difference and I just think the Jaguars, they had a good start but I just think personally myself, I'm going to give the Giants a win. I think they're on a, they're on a hot streak. They're right now there. They seem like they beat the Ravens last week. They're in a great run of form. And I think the Jaguars are probably where we thought they'd be at the start of the year. Um, in terms of yourself, um, how are you seeing this game in terms of winners? Um, well, I think it's really going to come down to how the Jaguars front seven handles the Giants running game and then how the Giants secondary handles the Jaguars passing game. And um, although, you know, I'd probably give the, the Giants a, uh, a slight advantage in both of those categories, this is actually my upset of the week, and I'm, uh, I'm actually going to take the Jags. So maybe hey. you're the good luck charm. You'll be at the stadium, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I'm actually taking the Jags this one. I mean, <laughs> I'm a good luck charm in a sense, but I have been to this season Colts, Broncos, and I've been to Commander's Bears. So I still I feel like... I've been to oh, no. really bad games. I mean, I went to Chiefs Raiders, that made up for it, but mm-hmm. I've been to a lot of bad games this year. You know, I went to the Vikings Dolphins last week, which for a while was was not a good game. I think it was 3 0 until very late in the second quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that that can change soon because, you know, especially next week as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really mind. I'm not got any preference who wins, I'm just looking for a good game, and I'm hoping that will come in the form of this. Um, the next game is another one we're going to preview. It's the second round of the Titans Colts series this year. The Titans are currently three and two, and the Colts are currently three two and one. In Indianapolis, the Titans did get the win, so they've got the edge already in terms of the division standings, in terms of their in division standings as well. Um, in terms of this game, I just haven't been impressed. So I know the Colts are three, two, and one, but I think you know last week they played a very um, in bad informed Jaguars, and they you know they beat the Chiefs somehow. And I think the Chiefs lost that more than the Colts won it. Um, and I think the Titans, for that reason, we're going to give them the win. I think that they had a bad start, but they seem to be coming into their own. Uh, Derrick Henry is slowly but surely coming back to the running back we know, and I just think there's something missing on the Colts' offense, even though the Pittman's had a great week last week. You know, Alec Pierce, Jelani Woods really impressed me the tight end in his rookie year. But I think the Titans are home um, with Mike Vrabel. You can never doubt Mike Vrabel. I think he's a great head coach. And I think they're going to get the win. Um, and yourself? Um, I think this is going to be another close game, just like we saw uh, the beginning of this month. You know, it was 24-17. to 17, The Col- or the Titans, excuse me, just squeaked by. But, um... Yeah, this is another tough one. I'm glad we went in depth in this game. Uh, I do want to take the Colts. Their uh, their late injuries over the past couple weeks kind of scare me away. And um, you know, like you said, Mike Vrabel at home, great coach, great. They play great at home. I'm uh, I'm actually going to take the Colts though. I'm going to take a series split this season, and uh, I actually have the Colts. I still have the Colts winning the division. So that was one of my off season takes for. For this division, which 
you know, not the most exciting division in football, but but it's had its moments this year. I'm going to take the Colts. You actually want to get your thoughts. I remember we actually had a discussion via chat um, when we, we did our um, fantasy uh, mock, a fantasy draft even was, and there was talk with yourselves about who's better running back, Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And I think just John, Jonathan Taylor's proved that one year doesn't mean you're the best in the league. And he's had a really poor year. I mean, looking at the top sort of rushing touchdowns, he's not even in the top 40 or 50. I'm trying to find him now. He's not even, he's nowhere to be seen on these top. Um, mm-hmm. I think he looks like here. He's not even in the top 40 when it comes to rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah. Yard wise, um, you know, he had this great year last year. But again, he's not even in the top 20. I mean, I'm trying to, he's 24th when it comes to 328 yards in four games. Um, he's averaging four yards. Uh, it's it's been a really poor year. So, I do, what do you what do you what do you think about this? Because I don't know whether it's down to the fact that it was just one season, or uh, maybe other running backs weren't doing as well, or do you put it down to maybe teams now he's sort of more well known, teams are maybe more scheming towards trying to stop him, especially with the the Colts struggling in terms of the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it was. For other teams, like you brought up, I think it was easy to hone in on the running game at the beginning of the year because, first of all, you know, obviously his huge year last year where, he, you know, he broke records. He was the unanimous first overall pick in fantasy this year, and he was just he was really one of the best players in the league last year. So um, when you combine that with a new quarterback and a new system, you kind of know, you know, the first few weeks of the year that the focus is going to be on the running game, which, I mean, it should be. You got Jonathan Taylor back there. He hasn't been healthy the full season. Like you said, he's only played four games. But even when he has played and been healthy, like we talked about that game against the Titans, I think he only had, you know, 40, 50 yards, something like that. And I know he had 20 carries. So, you know, that's just not going to cut it. Um, In my opinion, I do think it's, I don't think it's as extreme of a sort of fall off from like we've seen from guys like David Johnson you know, that year in Arizona when he just, he did his thing. He was amazing. He was everybody's first round pick in fantasy last year or the next year, excuse me. And, um, you know, I think we're seeing something similar here. Um, as long as he can stay healthy, Jonathan Taylor, I, I, I think he'll, I don't know if he'll ever reach that level again to being a, you know, top two back in the league, because when it comes to running backs, the most important, the best ability is availability because it's so easy for them to get injured. But yeah, um, I don't think we'll ever see a year like we did last year, but I do expect him to bounce back a little bit and, you know, still finish in the top 10 in yards as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah, certainly. I think it'll be interesting to see whether he can do that. Um, Our next game, our penultimate game we're going to preview, is a game as the Green Bay Packers 3-3 and take on the Commanders who are 2-4. and I mean... Again, same as Buccaneers, no one thought they'd be 3-3. Three and three. I think I saw a great tweet, um, I think it was from our previous guest, Fred, actually, who um, talked about the Devontae Adams trade, the fact that it's really not worked out for either party. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's got plenty of options. He's got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard, but it's just not the same. And the thing we're seeing it now, he's 14th when it comes to passing yards. Uh, and when it comes to passing touchdowns, he is still eighth, uh, but it just hasn't looked the same on their offense. I mean, looking at the overall yards per game when it comes to um, offense, I mean, they're, again, another team in the middle of the row there. Um, they've got 348.2 yards per, ge- um, yards per game overall. In terms of passing, though, which obviously which is where the big trade happened, 
the Packers, they're still they're in the top 11, 12. They're 1,355 yards, which is amazingly less than the Seahawks, less than the Jets, less than the Vikings. And that is not something anyone expected going into the year. And then the Commanders, they're sort of what we expect them to be. They're two and four. No one thought they'd be that that good. So I think the Commanders is where we where we were at the start of the year. But the Packers just look, you know, nowhere near the team we were. And no one thought they'd lose back to back to the Giants and Jets at the start of the year. And no one thought they'd have better record than the Packers. So it's it's been an interesting time for Packers. I'm gonna give them the win still. I still think that even though they've lost two in a row, I've been saying this last week as well, I think they'll come good eventually. But right now it just seems that Rogers is taking his time to get used to receivers and get used to life without Devontae Adams. Um in terms of yourself, Trev, first of all, who are you giving a win to? But also, what's your take been on the Packers' struggles this season? Uh, well, first of all, it's hard for me to give a win to either one of these teams. I mean, they've both been disappointing a little bit. So instead of giving a win, I think I'm actually going to give a loss to the Commanders. So you can uh, you can mark me down for, for a Packers win. I don't think the Commanders have what it takes on either side of the ball to keep up with the Packers. Um, but yeah, th- like you said, this is not the the Packers of years past. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has you know all all of his greatness. You know, not take away anything from him, but you know, years past he's relied on Devontae Adams, and that's that's sort of come to light over these first six weeks of the season. And um, you know, even the games they won, they haven't really looked the same. You know, they won that game against the Bucks in Tampa, and it was you know fourteen to twelve. And you know, when Aaron Rodgers scores fourteen points, you know, usually something's wrong. But they were they were able to slide away with the win there. Their defense has come into form a little bit better the past couple of weeks. They started off a little slow. And Carson Wentz, if he's if he's that hand injury he's got, if he's anything under ninety percent, I think he's going to look awful again. That game against the Bears was one of the worst games I've seen in a while by just the game standards itself, and then by Carson Wentz himself. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give the loss here to the Commanders, give the win to the Packers. And like I talked about earlier with that kind of second tier team in the NFC, you know, you got the Eagles, you know, high and mighty up there. And then it seems like a bunch of other teams in a tier underneath them. And it's just going to be who can get hot at the end of the season, who can get hot in the playoffs. And, you know, it's never a bad thing to have Aaron Rodgers on your side. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, um, first of all, I think Taylor Heineke is set to start, which is um, oh, he even, more, even more reason why you should pick. we should all pick the Packers to win this game. But I remember last year, I was beating the drum for a lot of the year with the Chiefs when they had that, I think they were three and four one stage, I want to say maybe three and five, four and five or something. And I was beating oh, yeah. the drum that they still make the, the AFC Championship game, and they did. So I think there's a big... I think it's come in recent years. Now, I repeated myself from last year, so apologies to our regular listeners, but Patriots Dynasty, they never started well. They I remember they had losses to the Lions under Matt Patricia. They had most years, well, a lot of years they win the Super Bowl. They actually start off the year pretty bad. So I think a lot of times it's not how you start the season, it's how you end it. And I think that right. being three and three, I mean, Energy North, I don't know whether they can win it. I think being two games behind the Vikings, that could be out of reach. But I think tends to get in the wild card spot. There definitely should be no panicking with Packers fans because, you know, again, no one wins Super Bowl in October. No one wins it then. So I think there's definitely a recent trend. I don't know whether social media has played a part in it, but there's definitely a recent trend for teams, for media and fans to sort of 
overhype or over-exaggerate maybe a couple of losses, and I think that people forget that it is a 17-game season, and you know they're only three wins off the Eagles. So I think that obviously that's in terms of mm-hmm. winning number one seed. That's quite a stretch, but in terms of they're not too far away from. I think they're. I think they're still in the in the playoff um, at the moment in terms of the. I, I think, think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. I think me personally, there's no reason to panic. I think if they lose two or three more in a row, I think then it's time to panic. But I think right now mm-hmm. probably is a bit too early for for maybe fans to get worried. Um, next game, we're going to quickly run for a few before going into our final game. We're going to preview um, Jets Broncos. I'm going to give us the Jets. Um, uncertainty of a Russell Wilson status in this game. The Jets are in similar to the Giants. They're in good form, and I think the momentum's there. And quite frankly, the Broncos stink. And I think Nathaniel Hackett will be one and done if he even makes the fight the final game. And I'm going to give the Jets, which I don't think I've actually given the Jets a win yet on any of our preview shows this year. I don't think I've given the Jets a win once. But I'm going to give them a win this time. I think they're in good form and I think they're going to take the W. Um, how about you, Trev? Uh, this is going to be an interesting game. I do. I think... I could be wrong. But I think Russ is out. I think that might have been speculation. So um, we'll see what ends up happening with the quarterback situation there. This game is in Denver, and I think they do. Man, they really got a top three or four defense this year, and they've shown that you know week in and week out. But the Jets, um, I'd actually picked them. I picked them three weeks ago to win, just you know, for just to see what could happen. And I, I kept picking them. I picked them the past three weeks, and they've won three straight games. Um, I'm a fan of Zach Wilson. I'm a fan of that offense. I think they have a very underrated front office, too. They've put a lot of young, talented guys around their roster. They've set up a team very well. And, you know, we saw that come to fruition last week against the Packers when they blew them out of the water. However, I'm going to take the Broncos this week. You know, the Jets are still the Jets. You know, I, I don't, I'm not going to have them comfortably winning, you know, four games in a row yet. But um, I do think their franchise is headed in the right direction. But, I'm going to take the Broncos this week. A good defense. That's tough to say, man. I think, yeah, I'll take the Broncos in an ugly game, a low-scoring game. Hey, okay. Um, talking about the games, this could be one. Uh, Houston Texans, 1-3-1 one, and one against the 1-4 and four Raiders, which, again, no one thought that would be the case. Um, despite that, I'm going to give the Raiders a win. Um, I think that... They they have to get a win at some point. They can't keep losing games uh, with that team they've got. So, and the thing the Houston Texans um, are probably overall player for player the worst roster in the in the entire league. So, I'm going to give the Raiders a win. But with McDaniel start to life at the Raiders, and also if you include his time at the Broncos, I wouldn't be shocked if the, if the Texans win this game. I think Davis Mills is getting a lot of unfair stick. So, yeah, but I'm going to give the Raiders to win. I'm going to give it to the Raiders as well. Um, I think they're too good of a football team to go, you know, one in six. I mean, every game they've lost this year, they lost to the Chargers by five points, they lost to the Cardinals by six, the Titans by two, and the uh, the Chiefs by one. So, I mean, they're a competitive football team. They're talented on the offensive side of the ball. They've been healthy so far. Their offensive line has looked better. I think that's going to be more than enough to get them a win at home against the Texans. Yeah, I think you're right as well. Cause I think it was the Vikings last year. I think there was a team that's oh, just yeah. a lot of games close. And I think that's right. yeah, look at them now, they're five and one for whatever they are, four and two, five and one. And I think they're mm-hmm. a team that 
Um, I think the Raiders, they showed it last year. They made the playoffs. Derek Carr is still a good quarterback. Devontae Adams is one of the best in the league. And I still think that, given maybe not this year, but next year, I think they'll come good. So I think they'll they'll be fine. Um, the Seahawks next. 3-3. Three and three. They travel to the Chargers at 4-2. and two. Um, I, I like Gina Smith. But I'm going to give it to the Chargers. I think that they're a team. And I think they're finally getting their groove together. And I think they're going to take the win here. Um, I'll go with you. I'll go. I think this game's going to be a little closer than people think. I think the Seahawks are definitely, you know, a team that's, you know, they're scrappy. Nobody expected a lot of them. And they, they come out punching every week. And, you know, the, the flip side of the coin, I've, I'm, I critique the Chargers a lot. I critique Justin Herbert a lot. But I think they're kind of the exact opposite. I think they're a little passive. I think, you know, when the game gets close and tight, that offense kind of, you know, fizzles out sometimes it tends to. So I think this game could be a lot closer than people expect. You know, it could come down to the last six minutes in the fourth quarter. It could be a shootout. But I think the the Chargers team is healthy enough and talented enough to beat them. So, Okay. Um, next up, uh, before we do, um, actually, we'll, we'll do it now. The Chiefs is done. Final game of previewing. The Chiefs take on the 49ers in the Bay Area. I'm going to give the Chiefs a win. I think that nearly lost last week, but they've lost both their games by, I want to say, a combined total of maybe six or seven. They lost to the Colts by, I want to say, three, and then they lost to the Bills by four. So I think even though they lost two games, they've been good in those games as well, and I think that they should really be five and one if you take away that Colts game. And the 49ers, I think, yeah, I think overall, I think I like Jimmy G. I'm always a big defender of him, but I just can't see him getting a win, even at home. Um, and yeah, I'm going to give the Chiefs to win. Yeah, this is this should definitely be our game of the week. Um, this is an interesting one. You know, a high-powered Chiefs offense goes and plays, a, you know, one of the top defenses in the NFL. Meanwhile, an, an offense that can be good in the 49ers is matching up against a defense that can be good, the Kansas City Chiefs. We should see a lot of scoring in this game. Um, I think we'll see a few turnovers. Uh this is a tough one, especially being in San Francisco. I'm actually going to take the Niners, uh, both teams four and three after this week. I think towards the end of the year, you know, as they make that playoff push, they can definitely win this division. They're in first place right now. And I think that's going to start this week. Hey, yeah, I, I think that the 49ers, I think that division is wide open. I think the Rams, I still think the Rams will win this division. But, you know, the Cardinals, they're, they're, if they win today, they'll be they'll be three and four. You know, and I think the 49ers, and it's very close in that division. I think even the Seahawks, they're three and three. And I think that division, mm -hmm. I think, you know, whilst it's not the powerhouse that it was two or three years ago, I think this, this is the division that is very tight. And I think that it is up for grabs. I think the Rams just don't look the same without Odell Beckham. And I think um, wherever he goes, I think he will make a difference. And I do think if they can get him back, um, I think a lot of talk with the Vikings this week, actually. But I think if they can get him back, I think the Rams will be basically the team we saw um, last week after, last year after he came in. So I'm going to, I'm still going to say the Rams win this division, but I think the 49ers, I think with Jimmy G actually look better than with Trey Lance. So interesting times when it comes to the NFC West. Um, now, final two games, we're going to quickly give the prediction of the winner to um, Steelers. Sunday Night Football travel to the Dolphins. It's the 50th anniversary of the 1972 undefeated team. 
It's a throwback game, which I love the throwback jerseys, much better than the actual home and away jerseys. Um, obviously, if you lost three in a row, Tua should be back from what we've seen. It looks like he's going to be back. Whether he's the same player we saw before that injury, I don't know. But I still think with that, Mammy are going to get win back to winning ways. We're going to go four and three and all be good again. Um, and yourself, Trev? Um, like you said, it's, you know, two is going to be there, but is, is he going to be the same two? Or is he going to be comfortable? You know, it's, it's under the lights. It's against a good defense. You know, thankfully in his case, he doesn't have to worry about TJ Watt, who is just mm-hmm. really just a game wrecker, a quarterback's worst nightmare. But, um, I'm going to give it to the dolphins as well. I think as long as Tua can settle in, settle down, you know, be comfortable in the pocket and not try to do too much. His first game back, you know? extremely talented wide receiver core he's got running backs he can dump the ball off to i mean if he can just you know slow down go through the motions do his thing and be himself that should be more than enough to win and put up plenty of points enough to you know cover how much the steelers are going to put up with either one of those quarterbacks i'm taking the dolphins yeah, and just shout out to FinStation UK. I spent the last week with them, went to the Vikings game together in our weekly uh, sort of annual uh, meetup in Miami. My first time in Miami watching a game. Absolutely loved it despite the result. And let's go shout out to people like Wayne, Martin, who put on a great uh, sort of deal on a Saturday. And everyone, it was an amazing turnout. So just got to shout out them and hard work they put into Mark Angelo as well for his charity auction. I um, just want to make a shout out to them. Um, finally, which for me on paper is probably the worst matchup of the week. Two very boring teams on Monday Night Football. I don't know why this game is put on Monday Night Football, but it is regardless as the Bears, two and four, travel to the three and three New England Patriots. I'm going to give it to the Patriots. I mean, I've seen the Bears. I've seen them play the last two games. I've been to, I watched them play in Chicago and in Minnesota and both times. They were awful. I'm not going to lie. Rokon Smith is their one shining light and the running backs for that matter. But the Bears for me have been awful. Um, every bit as bad as I thought they'd be going into the year. And the Patriots have done better than I thought. And I think Bailey Zappi actually may look better than Mac Jones right now. So I'm going to give the Patriots a win because they're at home and they've got a way better team. Um, finally, for you, Trev, your final prediction of the week, who are you giving it to? Uh, I like how you described this game, you know, the two boring teams, you know, especially the Bears, you know, even when they were playing well against the Commanders, they were moving the ball down the field. They just couldn't put points on the board. You know, I don't, I could definitely see that again happening this week. And I don't think the Patriots are going to make a lot of mistakes under Bill Belichick, under the lights. Everybody's watching them. I think the, the Patriots will take this game pretty easily, uh, at least a two score game on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I think this could be. I think this game could be either really good or really bad. I don't think it'll be just an average game. I think it's going to be either 10-7 or it's going to be like, I don't know, 13-24 to or something. But um, but that is the end of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Before we do carry on, I'm going to just quickly run through our predictions. So I went Saints, Browns, Buccaneers, Bengals, Cowboys, Giants, Titans, Packers, Jets, Raiders, Chargers, Chiefs, Dolphins, Patriots. And Trev, you went the Cardinals, the Ravens, the Buccaneers, the Bengals, Cowboys, Jags, Colts, the Packers, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, 49ers, Dolphins, and New England Patriots. But yeah, thank you, Trev, for coming on, first of all. Of course, yeah. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. No problem at all. And for our listeners who are listening to this podcast, how can they find yourself and Bailey Sports on social media? 
Right. So uh, we're the Beerly Sports Network. Um, right now, you know, it's a busy month in October. We're covering all the four major sports going on, the NHL, the MLB, NBA, and NFL. Uh, we do most of our advertising and promotion on Twitter. So just follow us at Beerly Sports, at Beerly Football, at Beerly Hoops, at Beerly Baseball, and at Beerly Hockey. We got all the podcasts there. Um, you know, yeah, go check that out. We got, you know, sports for everybody. And um, I appreciate you having me on. I really do. Well, it's no problem at all. It's, um, I've, been, I've been watching your work as well as Bailey Sports work for a good few months now. And I've always enjoyed, I especially enjoyed the um, the debate you have on. I've seen them on your Instagram with um, when you guys are debating your top 20 players. I think Zach had Nick Bosa in fourth place. Um, that was <laughs> yeah. that was very entertaining. So I think there's some good content on yourself. So yeah, do check that out, guys. But yeah, that has been the week seven preview. Um, hopefully we can get as high on this leaderboard as possible. And we will see you guys, hopefully, for a week seven review. Take care.